Hello, everybody. This is Supreme Decisions, and you're listening to the Supreme Decisions Legal Minute Podcast. Now, I have been saying the last couple of podcasts, we're going to be quick. The season three seems to actually not be working out the way I actually intended it to be because I think the only one that was less than an hour was the first one. This will probably be less than an hour. However, it's possible we could go longer than that. But here's the here's the context. You know, I talked about season three, why it's different, and why I'm putting out the 25 before the end of the year. Well, the biggest part of putting out the 25 for the end of the year is because I wanted to give you something at least once a week via the podcast. This one was going to be something where I was going to do it on a video because it also kind of intertwines with what we've been speaking of, which is the Brady list. Because I'm going to be speaking about at least one officer that I'm going to put on the Brady list. And it's going to be funny because the first probably three officers that you see for the Brady List videos, they're going to be pretty much the exact same violation, which is hilarious to me because that lets me know that the training itself is improper and these clowns actually have no clue that they are violating not only their oath of office, but the civil liberties of those that they're infringing upon and they actually think it's okay now you know what we do make sure you get your pen and paper your ipad and your pencil or apple pencil excuse me for using the profanity but anyway i wanted to make sure for this one that you're comfortable because i'm gonna talk about one officer i'm going to talk about one police force But I'm going to give you some red pill type information because when we're sitting down and we're ingesting this, today is going to be full meal time. This is probably one of the reasons why I chose not to videotape this one, which was actually probably about 50% of the reason I chose not to videotape this one because... The second part of this was because the um, the system that I was going to use, which is Riverside, did not quite set up the way I thought it would. So we're on to the next, but we're still going to get this in a smaller segment. And yes, not only do you need to get your pencil, paper, your iPads, your Apple pencils, your, your Samsung Galaxy pads, you might want to grab your snack. And you know sitting down with your yak. And today, I actually did something a little different. The fat boy finally chased it. I'm sitting up here with my Hennessy and Red Bull just to make sure not only is my focus sharp because, you know, the Red Bulls are going to give me wings, but it's going to make sure I stay in context. Make sure the character does not sway. Because what I want to give you is something that no one else is going to give you. I'm going to give you details that no one else is going to speak about. 
Because even in most of these contexts, people ask, well, I would like your, like your take on it. And then when I give it to them, they get upset because it's not what they thought it would be or even what it should be. So go ahead and sit back, relax. Let's get ready to go on this. Let me take a sip of this yak and then we're going to start. Yeah, that's it. Now, I get these often, but most of them I don't look at. I'm not even going to lie. Um, because I have a lot of things that I got going, I, I got, got, I have going on in which I prioritize them differently. Now, not to say I'm not going to ever get to them. I'm just not looking at them right now. However, the reason why this one actually sparked my interest because it's from the Augusta, Georgia area. And I spoke about the Richmond County Police Department on a couple of occasions. I've even spoken more about Georgia's. A lack of having qualified officers and also the DOJ Department of Justice that don't understand that the, the, the what do you call that the abbreviation their statement and lawsuit against the state of Georgia saying they have the worst prison conditions now even young thug brought that up in his thing but I'll go into that later because this is something separate but there was this there was family sent me the video, not them. Someone, you know, I guess, associated with them sent me the video. But it was a video that was uploaded to TikTok, and it's three minutes long. And it's from Loretta Jackson. Now, spell a little different. Remember, it's TikTok. But L-O-R-E-N-T-E-J-A-C-K-S-O-N. Now, I'm looking at the at the footage or whatever, and my guess is, yeah, they're probably in Hepzibah. You don't worry about how to spell that. It gets deep. But what sparked my interest was the fact that during this video, you have several officers and from the statements made by the young lady that's answering the door and also filming, Sergeant Inman and several officers showed up at 4 a.m. to their property, woke everybody else up and I guess you know from beating on the door you know you know that police knock especially a police knock at 4 a.m. now here's what's funny in the context of this the officer Inman sergeant oh excuse me sergeant Inman of the Richmond County Police Department states she does not have a warrant why is that important because at the same time Sergeant Inman, who is supposed to know law because she is the supervising officer on scene, she sticks her foot in the door to prevent the door being closed. Now, many people have the question of, can a police officer lawfully do that? Now, that's where today comes in at. I've spoken about, you know, police officers doing things that were, you know, out of line more often than not. And and today, you're going to hear me talk about several things, about police officers being out of line and whatnot. But I'm going to give you a couple of things before we get too deep into that, right? Because one of the ideals that most officers use, or lack thereof, I did in a video talking about he said, she said. Now, the reason why I'm going to put 
off Sergeant Inman of the Richmond County Police Department on the Brady list is because one, you know what? Let me let me do this because I'm going to go to Georgia Code. Title 16, which is Crimes and Offenses, Chapter 10. Offenses Against Public Administration, Article 1, Abuse of Governmental Office. Now, what is Section 16-10-1? It's the violation of oath by police officer. Notice what I just said. It's a violation of oath by police officer, right? Any officer who willfully or intentionally violates the terms of his or her oath as prescribed by law, shall, upon conviction, be punished by imprisonment for no less than one and no more than five years. And that's for the oath of office violation. Now, what happens is most officers will try to use something in the context of officer safety, which is also said in this video by a separate officer of why she's holding the door open with her foot. Now, we know from this stupid case called Terry v. Ohio, if an officer is not allowing someone to close the door, right? That itself is a show of authority stop, which is an illegal detention. Follow along with me. Now, why is that important? When you're yelling at officer safety, I literally did a video that said officer safety is not law because, again, when did the servant's life become more important than the master's? But I know what you're going to say. I get, I get it because it's easier to actually say, well, Richard, Supreme, that's not right. Well, I'm going to give you something. Right? I'm, I got to make sure I find the first one. Because if you heard what I said, an officer that willfully or intentionally or and intentionally violates one's oath. Right? I'm going to go into something. Because, matter of fact, let me, let me go to the oath first. Because I think most people are not going to catch it unless I give you that. So, going to read this oath of office that has to be filed within I believe it's 60 days of accepting the job now what makes this easy is because before any of you start saying oh well that's not true that's not right this is actually one of the oath of office I got <laughs> from a police officer that I sued in Georgia now it was you know 2011 at the time looks like November 8th uh, yeah, November 8, 2011. And this is a Georgia Department of Public Safety. Notice I just, what I just said. But now, what it reads is, the county of, what well, this case will be Richmond, state of Georgia, and whatever date. I, such and such inman of Richmond County, Georgia, do hereby voluntarily accept an appointment as a peace officer in the state of Georgia.
Yes, that was a dramatic pause because I wanted you to hear what I just said. I don't want you to just listen. I want to be heard. I want you to hear what I'm saying. Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. I do hereby voluntarily accept. So the reason why I'm stopping there for a hot second is so you can understand the context of what I just said. Because we're often asked to understand that the job is dangerous. That they voluntarily accept it. So why am I understanding your voluntary acceptance of something? Why am I understanding something that isn't in the top 30 of dangerous jobs? Because being an Uber driver is more dangerous than being a police officer. Being a Pizza delivery driver is more dangerous than being a police officer. Being, you know what? I can go into it. But again, we're not going to go in. Being a pilot is more dangerous than being a police officer. But again, I'm supposed to be sympathetic of your voluntary choice. But anyway, I thus hereby swear or affirm that I am not the holder of an unaccountable for public monies due to the United States or any of the other states or any political subdivision thereof, therefore. I swear that I am not a holder of any office of trust under the government of the United States or any other office of all foreign which I am prohibited from holding. I swear that I am otherwise qualified to hold the office according to the Constitution and the laws of the state of Georgia. I'm going to give you a pause there. Now, you remember I started off I spoke about the Department of Justice stating that Georgia has the worst policing, well, actually the worst prison conditions in the country. They also have one of the worst, their top five and worst policing departments in the country. You know, that falls behind New York and Philadelphia, but, you know, Arizona's chasing them because they don't like not being in the top spot. But anyway, and otherwise qualified to hold this office according to the Constitution and the state of Georgia, laws in the state of Georgia. Now, remember I had a conversation because a friend of mine, literally a year ago, took the Georgia police officer training six weeks. 380 people. This person told me, hey, if they actually Follow the guidelines of what qualifies as being a police officer. Nine people would have passed. Yes, I paused for dramatic effect because I want you to let that marinate. Nine people would have passed if they had followed according to the Constitution and the laws of the state of Georgia. They're not following that, which is, which again, the cause. They're not following the Constitution and the laws of the state of Georgia. Therefore, they don't have the ability to follow and understand law. They don't understand how to do their jobs correctly. But again, when I say this, I'm the one that's wrong. But yet, last year, an entire State trooper class was disqualified for cheating in the state of Georgia because none of them passed the exam 
that allowed them to be a state trooper, you know, according to the Constitution and the laws of the state of Georgia. So if they're not trained to do it right and they're letting anyone become police officers, why is it I now should expect them to do the job the correct way? But again, I'll get deeper into that because that's what today is for. Now, remember what I told you. This is an actual oath of office that I got in 2011 when I sued a police officer in their personal capacity. But you remember the context. Any officer that is willfully or intentionally violates this oath is subject to a violation of the oath of office. So, even going through, because again, when we talk about the Brady List, their qualifications actually count. I'm going to say that again. When we're talking about a Brady List and we're talking about discovery, their qualifications actually count. Because if they're not qualified to be a police officer, they cannot have police officer you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to go into that because I'm going to let you catch that one. I'm going to let you catch that one. And I swear that I will faithfully perform and discharge the duties of my position to the best of my abilities and without malice. The best of Sergeant Emmons' duties was to willfully and intentionally violate her oath of office but i'm gonna get i'm gonna get deeper into it and i swear that i will support and defend the constitution of the united states and the constitution of the state of georgia boom i swear and i will support and defend the constitution of the united states of america and the constitution of the state of georgia now i'm gonna go into something i guarantee you 99 percent of police officers have never read the constitution of the united states I guarantee you 99% of police officers have never read the Constitution of the State of Georgia. Why would I say that? Because you guys remember, I actually spoke about the Constitution of the State of Georgia. Now, when we're talking about, I'm talking about Section 2, Origin and Structure of Government, Paragraph 1, the origin and foundation of government, all government of right originates with the people. So 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 let me let me get this straight now. What authority do they have if the most powerful amongst you are the people? The origin and foundation of government, all government of right originates with the people. Why? I'll get into that because I talked about the fiduciary duty of trust. I I talked about, you know, let me go ahead and talk about it now. And it is found upon their will only. The government of right originates with the people and is found upon their will only and is instituted solely for the good of the whole. Police officers are the trustees and servants of the people and are amenable to them at all times. Police officers are the trustees and servants of the people and are amenable to them at all times. The police officers are the trustees and servants of the people and are at all times amenable to them. Georgia State Constitution, paragraph one. Police officers are the trustees and the servants of the people 
and are at all times amenable to them. I swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the state of Georgia. I will perform my duties and discharge the duties of my position to the best of my ability without malice. I am qualified to hold this office according to the Constitution and the laws of the state of Georgia. Police officers are the trustees and servants of the people and are at all times amenable to them. If you're telling me that you're swearing to this, but you have no idea that you are a servant, how are you qualified to do your job? And oh, hold on. Wait, there's more. Because, yeah, you hear a lot of clickety-clacking-clacking because I want to make sure. I, I actually have like 10 windows open right now because... I'm not giving you something that was written down. This wasn't, this was almost, I want to say about 92% spur of the moment because I actually just wanted her to say her name. Say her name. You remember the Tupac? Against all odds, say her name. That's all I needed. Sergeant Inman of the Richmond County Police Department. Now, I'm going I'm to get, get deeper. Because one of the things that a lot of people miss was because, you know, the code of the violation, 16-10-1, violation of public police officer. Now, here's, here's, the, here's the great thing about it. There's a young man that's been the police sheriff since, you know, what was that, 2012? So, right, he's been police sheriff technically 10 years. Actually, not quite 10 years. Not quite 10 years yet. Because his predecessor, Ronald String, which is the sheriff of Richmond County, Ronald String was actually the one I spoke of that had went out and said in the paper that basically, if they saw me in my truck, they would kill me. That was in the paper, on the front page of that ragged-ass paper. But Richard Roundtree, I want to say eight to nine months later, end up winning the sheriff. And he's been the sheriff ever since. Well, Richard Roundtree is the ultimate liable source for Sergeant Inman of the Richmond County Police Department. Now, I want to read you something. Because if you were to watch the video and get the context of this, you'll understand how this is BS because I've already shown you the oath violation, but we're going to get deeper into it. Ready? We're going we're gonna to get deeper into it because we're going to talk about the mission statement of the Richmond County Sheriff's Office. Now, the mission statement, the mission of the Richmond County Sheriff's Office is to protect life and property through maintenance of peace and order and the provision of law enforcement services. Now, I've given you a Supreme Court case which informs you of a supervisor is liable for the action of their subordinates. Now, Sheriff Richard Roundtree is liable for the actions of Sergeant Inman. I'm going to say that one more time. Sheriff Richard Roundtree is liable for the actions of Sergeant Inman of the Richmond County Police Department 
in this interaction that happened that is posted on video by I'm a, I'm a, I guess Lorante Jackson. I hope I'm not mis misspeaking the name, which I probably I'm probably butchering her name. But anyway, I want you to understand what the what the context of this is. Because if you're maintaining peace and order, everything that went on with Sergeant Inman and those that followed her was not maintaining peace or order and violate the provisions of law enforcement services. I'm going to say that one more time. Everything that Sergeant Inman of the Richmond County Police Department did, along with those that followed her, violated the provisions of law enforcement services, as well as did not maintain peace, nor did it maintain order, as the mission statement of Richard Roundtree the sheriff office represents all citizens and our belief is equal treatment under the law is sincere. Yet, to this point, there has been no update of Sergeant Inman of, or any of those that violated their oath of office, any action of discipline or reprimand, which means it is accepted, which means... The equal treatment under law is a lie as well. We shall enforce the law impartially without regard to race, creed, color, sex, nationality, and situation in life and shall be diligent in protecting citizens in the lawful exercise of their civil rights. Yet, Sergeant Inman of the Richmond County Police Department violated the civil liberties at the home of Lorante Jackson by holding them without a warrant. Her words, we don't have a warrant. We're going to apply for one. So there was no warrant at 4 a.m. and she was not allowing them to close the door. Now, again, we're going to, we're going to get, we're going to get into it. Because primary responsibilities of the police department is to maintain peace and order. Sergeant Emmett and her cronies did not enforce federal, state, and local laws. I'm getting ready to tell you how she violated federal law. I just spoke about the violation of state law. I'm even getting ready to give you the local law because they're pretty much intertwined. They investigate crimes. There was no investigation because do you understand the context of investigating crime? That's the totality of circumstances. House inmates and court services. Now, again, we're, we're going to come back to that. Because what a lot of police officers try to use is, oh, I was, I was going after a suspect. Or the exigent circumstances of, I heard something in the house. Well, when Sergeant Inman forced her way into the home, the Jackson household, it wasn't because she heard anything. There was no exigent circumstance. Remember what he said? They're going to uphold federal and state law. Both of those require exigent circumstances. Both of those require her to allow their civil liberties to actually be upheld. Now, 
the the context. Ready? Because I know a lot of people. Oh, I don't think that's right. The high courts have held and put limits on when police officers pursuing a fleeing suspect, which in this case was not the case. When the officers are pursuing someone suspected of a misdemeanor or a lesser crime, they cannot always enter a house without a woman if the suspect enters. Now, let's talk about Sergeant Inman's case. They were not pursuing a suspect. They knew who they were looking for, right? 4 a.m., so they're not executing a warrant. So they cannot enter a home without a warrant or consent, implied or otherwise. On the video you hear, I'm going to say Miss Jackson, especially if you're nasty, she stated that, no, you cannot come in without a warrant. So therefore, there is no consent, implied or otherwise. The response from Sergeant Inman, we are going to apply for one. Guess what she now has to do? Has to apply for a warrant. But do you know why she doesn't? It's because there is no probable cause of a crime. So again, when we're talking about protecting civil liberties, she violated that. She violated her oath of office. There was no reprimand. And the context of allowing this to further is an unspeakable violation and acceptance. Now, what this is called is called an in-home seizure. Because there is nothing that allow for the exception for a police warrant. Because if the person they were looking for was in a public place and the police had probable cause for the arrest, they would not need a warrant. The police need a warrant for arrest for a person inside a home. They actually need a warrant to enter a home or exigent circumstances, none of which were stated, all which were confirmed by Sergeant Inman. Because Warden B. Hayden, 387 U.S. 294, it's a 1967 case, holding that the police do not have to delay an investigation and pursuit of a suspect where the delay would put the police or third parties in danger. Now, that was not part of this investigation because these are the things that the police officer is going to use to justify the entry to the home. Now, once in the home, you can actually see a second officer. He prevented or obstructed the recording of the inactions of all the officers, because it was, I believe it was at least seven officers inside the home at 4 a.m. unlawfully. 
by holding his hand in front of the camera knowingly because you remember what the context was if an officer willfully and intentionally I want to make sure I said that right because give me a second because I want to make sure that 16-10-1 the violation of oath by a public officer that's supposed to be amenable at all times any police officer willfully and intentionally violates the terms of his oath as prescribed by law you can't obstruct someone videotape. In fact, in fact, it is lawful to record in your own home. It is lawful to record an unlawful arrest. Actually, in Georgia, it's lawful to actually fight back against these police officers because once they begin an illegal detention, Whoops, whoops, whoops. Did I go into it? Did it because the illegal detention allow for an equal reaction. So when a police officer obstructs, illegally attempts to arrest you, illegally enters your home, you have a right to defend yourself. This is something that even Roland Martin spoke about, about I want to say about a year ago. The high courts affirmed this. I want to say a little more. I actually spoke about this a little more than a year ago. So that obstruction is a willful and intentional violation of his oath because he's not being amenable. He's not putting himself in the place of a servant. He's not in service at that time because at that time, there's no crime being committed. And a police officer does not have any lawful reason to be there inside the home whoops because with this well they had a lawful reason to be be at the property absolutely not inside they have the right to be at the property they did not have a right to be inside the home that's what made it illegal and every action inside that home then becomes part of the illegal rest which then becomes part of the fruit of the poisonous tree which then makes every officer that entered that home liable. And this is one of the great things about it. I would love to see not only the arrest warrant application, but I would also love to see the scene report, the police report that Sergeant Inman wrote of the Richmond County Police Department about this situation and interaction with Ms. Jackson. Because I want to make, I guarantee you, if you were to request it today, you're not going to get the original report. And I guarantee you, she's going to have to admit to violating the rights of the Jackson household if she saw this video. So either she's going to lie then or she has to lie now. Because that stop language doesn't cover the action she did because the video doesn't support any action that she did. Yes, that's a double entendre. But I want you to understand the context of this because the enforcement of federal, state, and local laws. She violated willfully federal, state, and local laws. She didn't properly investigate 
a crime. She did not maintain peace and order. She violated the actual office of sheriff. She placed herself and her cronies in liability action because once they violated, they are no longer police officers. Whoops, did I just go into something else? Because I've spoken about this as well. Once a government official violates your civil liberties, they are no longer a government official. That's why you don't take the office in the federal court. Because her actions were not that of maintaining peace and order, was not that of the provision of law enforcement services, was not that of enforcing federal, state, and local laws, was not that of investigating crime. So everything she did and every action that went along with that, she accepted the consequences as not Sergeant Inman, but as whatever, Susan Inman, and sue her in her personal capacity. Seize her assets because she committed a willful act. The young man that covered up the, the camera, he committed a willful act. Sue them in their individual capacity and seize their assets because, I'm saying it again, because they've shown that they are not with clean hands or actors of good faith. They have not shown integrity through their actions. Whoops. What, did, did, did it get deep a little bit? Did, did, did it get a little deep? But I want to make sure you understand what I'm talking about. So whenever I'm talking about these things, it's not, oh, oh you just don't like cops. Oh, damn. Don't be need, need knocking on my red bull around here. But I want you to understand that. It's not that I don't like cops. It's not that I don't like Because even when we're talking about this, even in the context of, in the midst of our investigation, I'm going to give you the power of a criminal investigator to make an arrest depends upon federal law in which he or she is operating. Because remember I stated, state laws have to match coincide, be coherent with federal law. Because until then, he possesses the same right as a private citizen to make arrests. Because they uh, may arrest for a felony. Well, it wasn't a felony because she didn't have any warrants. Breach of peace committed in his or her um, presence, well, Sergeant Inman was the one to breach the peace. She didn't arrest herself. Now, for a felony not committed in his or her presence, yet a felony had been in fact committed and has reasonable cause to believe that person arrested committed that felony. That's not why they were there. Cause for 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 the, something that happened earlier.
Now, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a couple of antidotes. Because again, when we're talking about this, we're talking about an action. Right? Willful acts. Because I talked about the absence of exigent circumstances. Right? Which is why she did not even apply at that point at 4 a.m. to go get a warrant. Because one, she hadn't completed the totality of circumstances. Two, there were no exigent circumstances which would allow her to arrest or enter without a warrant. Now, give you the legal definition of arrest. An arrest is the act of taking an offender into custody. That's one, right? But you also heard me speak about show of authority, which is part of Terry v. Ohio. Imposing restraint upon his formal notification. Now, technically, the formal notification that most police officers use is the knock on the door and you answering. Imposing restraint would be officer, or excuse me, Sergeant Inman, Placing her foot in the door. That's an arrest. It's a deprivation of liberty. Seizure. A forcible disposition of the person arrested. Police cannot search unless there's either a search warrant or enough evidence to support the arrest and take them into a custody. The reason I spoke about them not having a warrant or even applying at that time is because they didn't do totality of circumstances. They didn't have exigent circumstances. There was no felony and they had no probable cause. There was actually a crime committed. Yet, Sergeant Inman enacted an arrest and seizure with a forcible disposition of a person and imposing restraint upon Miss Jackson by leaving her foot in the door and not doing the job properly. Those are all willful acts in violation of state law, in violation of her oath of office. Now, a lot of times people people get upset when I bring things such as this up. But the point of this is, is to understand when we're talking about the Georgia Constitution, the origin and structure of government. And we talk about less than 10% of people read anything past the first chapter after they graduate high school. Yeah, I'm going to let that sink in. Less than 10% of people after they graduate high school read anything. To then end someone's oath of office say they're going to uphold and defend something they never read. And then it's not deep. I literally have a snapshot of it. And it's page and a half long it's the 
Section 2, Paragraph 1. The origin and foundation of government. All government of right originates with the people and is founded upon their will only, which means whenever I was telling you about the one thing I taught my son, or all my kids, I do not consent because it is founded on my will. Police officers are the trustees and servants of the people. Police officers are trustees and servants of the people. Again, I give you not only the Georgia State Constitution, I give you the section, I give you the paragraph, and then I read verbatim. I give you the Georgia State Constitution, I give you the section, I give you the paragraph, and then I read verbatim. I give you the Georgia State Constitution. I give you their oath of office. I give you their section. I give you the paragraph, and then I read it verbatim. And then you question me when I show you their actions. When I talk about this, police officers are the trustees and servants of the people and are at all times amenable to them. Do you know, I have yet to find a police officer that even understands the word amenable. I've only met one that read the Constitution of Georgia. And do you know when he read it? After he listened to me. He had the job three years prior to ever reading it, yet he swore to it. I'm going to say that one more time because I know money of you didn't catch that. He had the job three years before he read it, yet he swore to it. Oh, I'm going to uphold that. I've never read it. I'm going to defend that. Never read it. I'm going to defend it. I'm going to be a trustee and servant of the people. Whoa, I work for the Richmond County Police Department. No, you work for the people. Because if you're working for a police department, eat your gun. And I mean that the way I just said that. If you work for a police department, eat your gun. Because your oath of office said you work for the people. The constitutions of your state say you work for the people. And if that's not what you're doing, take off the uniform. Because we'll have less Sergeant Inman's. We'll have less of her cronies that's blocking video. Because again, if you're doing the right thing, why are you hiding? <laughs> Please forgive me, that's my passion talking. Yeah, but I want you to understand. The context of what it is that I'm saying. I'm not just giving you something and just throwing it in there and hoping to stick. I'm giving it to you because it's thick. I'm giving it to you because it's heavy. I'm giving it to you because no one else will because no one wants to carry it. So when I talk about Officer Inman and I talk about the violations that Richard Roundtree is allowing her to continue, allowing those that follow behind her to continue, 
This is why Officer Emmons is going on the Brady, Brady list. Because the context of what she's done, this should not be tolerated by someone who volunteered and accepted to be a... Whoops, did I catch it? Did I catch it? I just want to know, did I catch it? Volunteered and accepted to be a trustee and a servant. To maintain peace and order. To enforce federal, state, and local laws. To investigate crimes fully. To follow the provisions of law enforcement services. But yet made a conscious choice. To violate the civil liberties of the Jackson household. To violate the civil liberties of federal law. To violate state law. To violate local, uh, local laws. But see, even when we're talking about that trinity, it's still only one. I'll let you catch that in a minute because, yes, I'm speaking in double entendres on time. But I want you to understand that state, federal, local, is only one. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, it's only one. But I'll let you catch that in a minute. Anyway, when we're talking about the limitations, there was no serious crime because they hadn't even applied for a warrant. Not my words. These are the words of Sergeant Inman. It was 4 a.m. They were disturbing the peace of that house. There was no actual serious crime, so they cannot enter a home without a warrant, even though they knew the suspect was in the home because the suspect, the person they were looking for, answered her. Because again, federal law does not require you to participate in a police investigation because of this stupid thing called the right to remain silent. This stupid case called Florida v. Royer. You have the right to ignore a police officer if they are talking to you because they are servants and trustees of the people and are at all times amenable to you because of their voluntary acceptance. Yeah, I know I went deep on a few of y'all, but I want you to understand the context of what it is that I'm doing. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Do you understand? You know what? Let me, let me ask you this one. When you're sitting here and you're listening to me, and you're, you're going through all the material that I give you. You're sitting sipping on your yak. You're going through your popcorn. You're sitting there and you're looking at your notes. Is that your voluntary acceptance? 